Thanks so much for checking out this message from LifeGate Church. We hope that God uses this message to encourage you and help you grow deeper in your faith. Welcome to everybody joining us online today. My name is Nina and I attend the Preston's campus of LifeGate Church and I'm so excited to be here today and you will find out uh, why in a minute. Today's message I have titled, Do You Plan to Make 2022 Your Best Year Yet? Now when you think about that, does that fill you with fear, shaking, or are you excited? Are you excited about what this year is going to bring? Now, I'm a planner. I'm a huge advocate for self-development. I'm a list maker and a coffee lover because you can't plan without the coffee. Aside from that, I'm a wellness coach and I help mums create a balanced life, overcome the overwhelm and look after themselves both physically and mentally. I have four kids, which means I have to be a planner. If I wasn't a planner, my life would be absolute chaos and I would want, want to run away. I'm a wife and a mum. I have to make sure that we all have meals, that we have groceries. Someone gets the kids to their after-school activities. I have PNC commitments. I have soccer commitments. I have a part-time job. I run a business. I run a ministry. Oh, I guess somebody should also be cleaning my house. Um, so if you're interested in doing that, I will be taking job applications for that one because that's kind of gone out the window lately. Now, this is the planner that I used to use. <laughs> yes, it's from um, six years ago, but I couldn't find any other pictures of the planner that I used to have. And I loved it for a very, very long time. It had individual columns for, for everything, um, a section for meals, and I relied 100% on that planner every single day. Now, I use the Google Calendar. It's color-coded, of course. I use Trello, which is kind of like a visual list-making app. I also have a whiteboard, um, sectioned up into the different areas of my life where I have things to do. It's always very busy, and yes, of course, it is also color-coded. I bought a packet of multicolored highlighters just for that very purpose. Now, I'm a visual learner, so the whiteboard has been the best tool for my life. I actually achieve really, really like a lot of joy when all the things in my schedule and my family's schedule come together in a beautiful puzzle piece. And if you've watched the movie Elf, you know how exciting that excited I could be just by being a planner. Now today I would like to answer three questions about planning. Number one, is God a planner? Number two, does he have a plan for you? And number three, what is your response? Do you ever ask the question about whether God has a plan or had a plan? Maybe you've never thought about it. Or maybe you are 100% sure that God has a plan. But what if God didn't have a plan? Right, so he's created humans and humans screwed up and God was like, oh, really surprised. Ooh, what am I going to do about that? And then humanity continued to descend into chaos um, and crazy. What if God had just decided to wipe his hands of us and let us live in chaos? Thankfully, the Bible is really, really clear about whether God is a planner or not. 
So we're going to read from um, Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 to 5. And this is Paul is talking to the church in Ephesus, um, and they're all a bunch of new Christians. Let's read together. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. Two things we can get out of that passage. He chose us in him before the creation of the world. And number two, he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ. Now, if that's not planning, (laughs) I don't know what is. The theologian Vernon McGee states it like this. To put it very simply, the cross of Christ was not an ambulance sent to a wreck. Christ was the lamb who was slain before the foundation of the world because God knew all the time that Vernon McGee, Nina Gordon, insert your own name, would need a saviour. God is not a reactive scrambler. He is a proactive planner. Now the second question. Does God have a plan for us? Thankfully, we also do not have to go very far to find answers for this in the Bible. I want to look at three separate passages. Once again, we find ourselves in Ephesians, Paul talking to the new Christians in Ephesus. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God prepared things for us in advance. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, and this is Jeremiah talking to the people of Israel, and he's a prophet, so God was speaking through Jeremiah. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And lastly, the third passage comes from Psalms. This is King David writing this psalm. Psalm 139, verses 13 and 16. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Now these three examples shows us that God has a plan for our lives. And not only that, he thought about it before the beginning of time. So we know that God has an overarching plan. He created humans and he sent Jesus to be our saviour. We also know that God has a plan for us individually. So the third question for us today, what is your response? Or what are you going to do about it? Are you taking steps to live out the plan that God has for you? Now, what are some of the things that you've planned for in the past? Maybe a holiday. We planned a holiday a few years ago. We took the family to Fiji, and it is a holiday we remember. We'll remember forever. Maybe a car, maybe a hot red um, Mustang. 
Maybe you've planned a wedding and that's super intense and you have to plan it. You can't just rock up on the day and be like, here I am, marry me. Do you plan meals? Or do you rock up to Coles at 7 p.m. on a Tuesday and go, hmm, what am I going to get today? Or maybe you're planning to climb the corporate ladder. If you have a specific goal in mind, like that, like any of those, then you need to plan to reach that goal. You might make lists, you might make a, a Trello um, list, you might make um, some sort of goal-setting thing on a whiteboard. But how often do we think about the smaller things in life? The things that are equally, if not more, important. Do you have a plan for your health? Have you been to the doctor lately and the doctor said, you really have to watch that cholesterol? What about your children's schooling? Have you got a plan for that? Do you have a plan to live a balanced life? Do you plan to get to know God better? Do you have a plan to make your marriage stronger? A plan to grow your family into a strong family team? Do you have a plan to help your child with their anxiety? Looking at the things that we actually plan in life uh, really shows us what we prioritize and what we think is important in our life. Do we plan for those things that are actually important but we've not thought about it? Or do we think, oh, it's all good, we'll get to it one day, that's future Nina's problem. I believe that in response to God's plan, I need to use my life wisely to live according to the purpose and the plan that he has for me and to live life to the full. Think about when you're retired. Look at this beautiful picture. Think about you're retired on your porch swing and you're overlooking the beach. Okay, this is my perfect retirement picture. Yours might look slightly different. What do you hope to have achieved with your life? Will you be content? Will you be filled with regret? Will you have lived out your purpose? I love this quote by Debbie Ford. It says, fulfilling your vision for the best year of your life requires thought and introspection. It is not much different than planning an awesome vacation. It takes time, discussion, planning, decision-making, and an array of other skills. So today, we're going to get to a practical aspect of this message because that's what I love to do. Um, today, I want to show you a resource that I have created. It's titled, Make 2022 Your Best Year Yet, and it will take you through a three-step framework of assess, reflect, and grow. Now, this resource will be available um, in the chat on the side, so you can grab that. Otherwise, um, it'll be emailed to you during the week, or it will be put on uh, the church's socials. Now, it wouldn't be something that I would talk about unless I actually wanted you to join in um, and have a go. So, grab a notebook. I'm going to take you through the step-by-step -step process for the first time, and then you can replicate that at home uh, next week or if you're going on holidays, where you have some actual time to think and sit and be still. So grab a notebook, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, and let's begin.
All right, so step number one is assessing. So the first thing to do is to list all the areas of your life. I'm going to give you a minute for that. Um, think about things like, in no particular order or order of priority or importance, health, your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health. You could put motherhood on there. You could be putting um, relationship or marriage or wife or husband on there. Your work life, your family life. You could put your individual kids on there, kid one, two, ten. You could put your social life on there or your friendship your friendships, your family relationships with your extended family, service to the community, ministry, business, only you know all the areas of your life. If you haven't finished, that's okay. You will have time to do this um, during the week. Step number two, reflect. Now we get to the nitty gritty, and I do want to take this a bit slowly. So pick one, one of the areas that you've just listed, whatever area you want, and we're going to go through and ask a few questions about this area, right, as we reflect. So question number one, on a scale of one to ten, how happy am I with that area of my life? So one is, I'm really not happy, that area sucks. Ten, super happy, don't want to change anything, it is perfect. Often, your initial thought about that could be right, to so go with your gut. If you tend to think negatively, also think about that. Question number two. What are my initial feelings regarding that area? Once again, go with your gut. Think about it. So you may have put down a number six. Six out of ten for how happy you are with that area, what sort of feelings are coming up, the initial feelings, the automatic feelings? If it's a six, maybe you're feeling disappointed. Maybe you're feeling doubt. Maybe you're sad. Question number three. What would you like to be feeling about that area? This question asks you to think about what that area of your life would look like if you were happy, you know, a 9, 10 out of 10 kind of happiness. What would you be feeling about that area? All right, so that was the reflect part of the three-step process. So we're going to move on to step number three, which is grow. All right, the first question, grow is all about moving forward, right? It's about taking steps to grow. Question number one, what is one thing I can do to move up that scale? To do today. What can you do today to move up that scale? It could be a physical thing. It could be a mental thing. Maybe you need to say to yourself, today I will decide, I'm deciding to change this thought that I have into this more positive thought that I need to be thinking about. That could be a mental change you could make today. Maybe physically, you might say, today I will start walking every day. It could be a number of different things. Question number two. 
what is one new habit I can implement? And it does relate, this question does relate to question number one. So you might say, oh, I'm going to walk right now. I'm going to go out for a walk. And the new habit might be, I'm going to walk three times a week. That's your new habit that you're going to implement. It could be, it could be a, a, like a cognitive thing where you're saying, the one thing that I'm going to do to move up the scale is to not have, um, to stop my negative thoughts about this person, right? That could be your thing that you're doing today. And then the new habit I, I will implement is I'm going to look for the things I'm grateful for about that person. And maybe it has to be a regular thing. Maybe that will then turn into what can I be grateful for in general or for all the relationships that I have. And question number three, how will you feel six to 12 months after you have implemented this new habit? So six to 12 months, you have picked a new habit. It's gonna influence the scaling question from before where we're reflecting on how uh, you know, that area of your life is, is for you, how happy are you with it? How will you feel once this habit has taken hold and it has become automatic? How will you feel if you have gone walking three to four times a week, every single week, for 12 months? How will you feel if your automatic thought isn't a negative, unkind thought anymore about this person? Now, you've just done this with one area of your life, and we've done it pretty quick. So I encourage you to have a, you know, if you haven't completely finished it in this short time that we've had together today, you can redo that. Get the resource, then you've got it on paper. And then you repeat this whole process with step, step two and three, so the reflect and grow, you repeat with every area of your life. So you can have a look at your entire life, how you're feeling about it, how happy are you, and then you can make changes. And sometimes looking at all the areas, maybe you wanna make changes in all the areas. That can sometimes be overwhelming. So if that's too much, then prioritize. Maybe for the next two or three months, you're going to pick your physical health. And then once you've got a habit going and you're feeling happier about it and it's not as much hard work to make it happen, you pick another area of your life. Maybe you pick your extended family and the relationships with them. When you do this, it can take a long time to reflect. When I first started this, it would have been years ago, I had a journal and I would write pages. I would cover all the areas of my life in depth um, and I would go, all right, well, I did that for my own personal life and then I did it for the lives of my kids. I went, how are they going in these different areas of their life? How are they going with their physical health, their mental health? How are they going at school? How are they going with their sibling relationships? And I would assess and, and see how they were going and then I'll go, what can I as a mother do to help them grow. Where we, we're adults, so we need to do it for ourselves, right? We can't have our mum helping us anymore. Spend some time in prayer and seek God's will for your life. 
God planned ahead, as we discovered this morning. God's a planner. And we need to be also planning ahead because we want to be living and living in God's will and purpose for us. We need to look ahead. We need to plan ahead. We need to be prepared. Because it wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. He certainly planned ahead, didn't he? Lastly, I also want to encourage you to share your plans with somebody else. Your plans and your new habits, share with somebody. Having an accountability partner will 100% boost your success rate of actually achieving, implementing a new habit, achieving a goal, the things that you'll feel after six or 12 months, that kind of thing. Having that accountability partner is really, really important because sometimes we just don't want to give up if we know someone knows about our new habit. And that person could be your partner. If I say, if I say to David, my husband, right, I've decided I'm going to exercise, I don't know, five times a week. And we get to the end of the week, and I'm thinking, oh boy, it's been only four times, right? I mean, look, it's a lofty goal. Exercising five times a week is really lofty. And if I haven't told him, I could just ignore it and do only four times that week. But if he's there going, um, hello, it's the end of the week, you've exercised four times, I thought you were going to exercise five times. I don't want that disapproval on his, on his face, so I'm going to go and exercise. <laughs> I hope that today has prepared you and gotten you ready to start 2022 on a really good footing. I'm just going to finish in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you had a plan for humanity and for us. That your plan included Jesus, our Saviour. Lord, help us live a life worthy of that sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. And help us always be living in your will and your purpose for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me online today. If you would like any prayer, um, just click the request prayer button. Um, otherwise, I hope that you have a fantastic first week of 2022. Thanks so much for checking out this message. LifeGate Church has people meeting in person and online in many different locations, and we'd love to help you get connected. My name is Andrew and I lead our online team here at LifeGate Church and it's our job to do exactly that. We'd love to support you, help you get connected and find out how you can take your next steps. So why don't you head to lifegate.org.au slash online and we'd love to find out more about you and how we can serve you as a church. Thanks for checking out this message and we'll catch you soon.